Selling over a million dollars online with up to 70% profit margin, that's what today's guest has achieved, but we're not talking about Amazon. Today, we're going to dive into her story to see if this marketplace might be somewhere that you can have similar success. How cool is that? Pretty cool, I think. Sellers have lost thousands of dollars by not knowing that they were hijacked perhaps on their Amazon listing or maybe somebody changed their main image or Amazon changed their shipping dimensions so they had to pay extra money every order. Helium 10 can actually send you a text message or email if any of these things or other critical events happen to your Amazon account. For more information, go to h10.me forward slash alerts. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Serious Sellers Podcast by Helium 10. I'm your host, Bradley Sutton, and this is the show that's a completely BS-free, unscripted, and unrehearsed, organic conversation about serious strategies for serious sellers of any level in the e-commerce world. And we have got, you know, something, someone here for the first time, we are going to be doing like a deep dive into Etsy. So we've got uh, Dylan here. Uh, Dylan, how's it going? Good, good, good. Good to be here. Thanks for having me. Now, Dylan is, is funny. Like I was just, um, what I do, you know, with, with this podcast is sometimes I'll check the Apple podcast charts and I'm like, mm -hmm. Hey, where, where are we ranking? And then we are in the, I forgot what it is, like the entrepreneurship category or something. And then, and then, so I was looking and then we were like, I don't know, like number 95 or something like that for whatever particular day I was looking at it. And I was just browsing around the other ones. Cause I usually check them. Hey, make, make sure no Amazon ones are, are ahead of me. And then your, yours, I, I hadn't looked at this in a long time. And so yours uh, was a first one was like, wow, here, here's like rank number 30, 35 or something. So like a lot of people are listening to this and it was about Etsy. I'm like, wow, this is interesting. I sell on Etsy. Um, I think Etsy is great, but I, I literally don't, you know, I, I just kind of am winging it on Etsy. And I was like, you know what? You know, a lot of our listeners are Amazon sellers and not everybody can sell on Etsy, but I figured, you know, there's there some people who maybe they haven't considered uh, going to Etsy. So like, let's bring in an expert to talk about it. But before we get into the nuts and bolts of that, let, let's learn about you. Cause I know literally nothing about you. Where, where are you even, where are you even in the world right now? Perfect. So I live in San Diego, California right now. What? I yes. live in San Diego. I live in, I live in San Marcos. Where do you live? <laughs> so I'm by the strand close to Coronado. Um, okay. Yeah. Oh my God. You're, you're literally like, like 25, 30 miles, uh, from me. And that's like, hilarious. I know it seems that we don't live in San Diego last night in my house. It was 30 or not in my house, outside of my house. It was 33 yeah. degrees. Yeah. Like this Freezing. is not San Diego weather. Right. Right. Yeah. But so we are military though. So I'm a military spouse. My husband works on Point Loma on the submarine base. Okay. Um, so we move a lot. Uh, we were up in Seattle. We've been in Connecticut. Um, but I'm originally from Minnesota. He's from Hawaii. Uh, we met in Seattle doing, I was doing the e-commerce thing up there. Um, and then we moved here. Okay. Yeah. Well, yeah. Uh, San Diego normally is a little bit, you know, warmer than, uh, Minnesota. I mean, I'll, you probably thought you're this week you've been back home, but, but yeah. okay. So uh, I don't hear a Minnesota, strong Minnesota accent. Um, you know, I have not been back there probably 17 years since I lived there. Okay. Um, so left for school, did the did the e-commerce career thing, moving around the country. And where'd, then, you, where'd you go to school? Yeah, the College of William and Mary in Williamsburg, Virginia. Okay. Okay. Uh, like, like so I remember they had a. What's their mascot there? They had a a good basketball team like uh, one year, like years ago. 
tribe, the tribe, the um, tribe. Well, you might have changed it for some reasons. Yes, <laughs> I yes, I, I, a lot of a uh, lot, lot of that going around. Um, right. These days. So that's what we were. Um, I was okay. on the dance team. So the I was all into the whole basketball team thing. It was really fun. Um, but yeah, studied business there, then got out, moved to Las Vegas. I worked for Zappos, um, you know, owned by Amazon. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. Uh-huh. So that's where I got my start in e-commerce and then moved up to Seattle, worked for Zoo Lily, the flash sale site. Sure, um, sure. Yep. And then moved down to San Diego. And there's not a lot of e-commerce here. Um, thought about working for Petco headquarters, nah, like not quite what I was looking for. Um, so I started on Etsy and I did not expect it to become what it did, but to, it to was... tell me that thought process though, like, you know, that's, yeah. that's not a normal thing. Like, mm, there's not much e-commerce. Let me start on Etsy. Like, like, so like, do you, I mean, like, how did you know about Etsy? Like, were yeah. you a, a shopper on Etsy or something or what made you think that that's the route you should have gone? Yeah. So I'm, I'm a straight up hustler. Okay. So I was dog walking. I was, I was buying, uh, like jewelry from China, selling it on eBay. Like I, I didn't know what I was doing. I was trying to just make a buck. Right. Mm -hmm. And so I, I took a picture of something I made for our wedding. Um, and I put it on Etsy. I thought maybe someone would buy this. Now this thing, it was a letter J made out of foam and toothpicks. Okay. Foam and toothpicks with some flowers on it. So, so there was no way I could ship this thing to anyone. Um, but someone bought it. And then I, by the time someone bought it, I forgot I had listed it. And I thought, oh, my gosh, what am I going to do? <laughs> someone bought this. Now I have to figure out how to make it. Uh-huh. Um, and so, yeah, that was about almost seven years ago. Did, did you make it or did you have to cancel the order? My husband, yeah, my husband handled that one. He kind of figured out the engineering. Um, we, we made it work. So that was our first sale. We didn't get our first sale until two months on the platform though. Um, what year do you, I knew you, I know you just said it, but I totally, totally went over my head. Yeah. What did you say a year we're talking about here? So that was 2016. 2016. Okay. So it's been a while. So 2016. While. All right. Yeah. So then what was your next product? Like, like that was like, okay, that was an accident, but now, Hey, let, let's do this for reals. Like what, so what was your, like your first kind of like quote unquote real product that you sold on Etsy? Yeah. My, my first, my next product. So my whole first year, I just had two products. The next thing was a, um, thing for a nursery, a baby mobile. Um, now two products for my first year, but we did 134,000 with those two products. Um, so it was, yeah. And you made all of that in house. I did one bedroom. Okay. One bedroom apartment with a dog and a baby. And yeah, we were cranking out orders. Um, we were making stuff on the with our jigsaw on the patio in Mission Valley. You know, not exactly <laughs> the place to do that, um, but we made it work. Wow. Okay. Now, fast forward. To, you know, just to, you know, we're, we're going to fill in the gaps here. But fast forward to you know, now we're in t- middle of or towards the beginning, middle of twenty twenty three. What did you end like twenty twenty two in like gross sales on Etsy? Just yeah, so people so- understand the potential. Yeah. So you know, I've done one and a half million dollars on Etsy, wow. over a million dollars in profit. Um, in profit, in profit. Yeah. That's the kicker. kicker. (laughs) Yeah. So, I mean, Um, that's gotta be a lot. I mean, that's millions of dollars of, of gross sales then, um, on Etsy. Wow. Yeah. So, um, yeah. So last year our revenue was 370, 370,000, um, between 70 and 75% margin on that. So really, really good margin. We don't Um, know about those kind of margins in the Amazon world. That's that's (laughs) awesome. I know it's possible with Etsy though. Um, and yeah, I, you know, I do sell on Shopify and a little bit on Amazon handmade as well. Um, okay. but Etsy is definitely the biggest piece of our business. All right. Now 
let, let's level set again and just explain about Etsy because I've got questions, you know, because like I think everybody kind of has shopped on Etsy at least once, you know, maybe, you know, somehow they did something in search and then maybe an Etsy thing came up. But mm -hmm. then a lot of us who don't know too much about Etsy, like we might assume that it's, hey, this is just like, like, like how you started, like handmade goods from your own house. But then, and I know they're strict about some things, but then like, like I'm looking on Etsy, like right now I'm looking at Etsy and I see like baseball cards on here. So yeah. like, what exactly is like allowed to be sold on Etsy and what's not? Yeah. So there's a lot of gray area with Etsy. Um, I wonder if, sometimes I wonder if they keep it that way on purpose. Um, but there's so much flexibility. So Yes, they're very strict about things like copyright, right? Like things like that. You hear about shops getting shut down all the time for that kind of thing. Mm -hmm. But in terms of the rules and regulations on what you can sell, they're pretty flexible. So we have, obviously, there's the handmade or altered category. I call it the altered category because you can literally buy something that's completely finished, add something tiny to it, just something tiny, change it in some small way, and then it's handmade. Um so, so like, like this water bottle, I could buy this water bottle, but if I spray paint this cap red or something, theoretically that would qualify because I altered yeah. it. It huh. would. Yeah. I didn't know yeah. that. Yeah. And then, you know, there's the supply category, which is two things. So it's either something that's a component of something else. So like a craft supply or what they also classify things in the supply category, that's anything for an event or occasion. So anything for weddings, anything for parties. So you could literally buy finished party decor, mm -hmm. finished wedding decor, like wedding bouquets and stuff from China, sell it on Etsy. You don't do anything to it, but it's in the supply category. Mm -hmm. Wow. Yeah. Okay. So that's, I mean, that, I've already learned something because I didn't know that. And I, I, I got I to gotta check into it, but um, I was selling something like, like the, my reasoning was, or like, even though I didn't really dig into what's allowed and not allowed, you know, uh, I showed you a couple of my products, but you know, like we, we did this YouTube case study where we, we showed everybody how we found products to sell on Amazon. It was like these, uh, coffin shelves. Mm -hmm. And so I'm like, well, you know what? Like it's, it's made by hand somewhere, you know, like I'm getting it from China, but, but you know, like it's not like this mass produced thing. I've, I just got a, you know, a small team over there, you know, putting these things together and I'm mm -hmm. like, you know, this still should, you know, so I, what I did was I picked, hey, this is made by me or a member of my shop or something like like that or whatever thing. I'm like, I haven't had any trouble. But then one of my products, I don't know if somebody complained or something or maybe it was in an Amazon box. It wasn't like a big seller for me. But then I I, I just one day saw that my listing wasn't there anymore. Mm -hmm. And then when I contacted Etsy, they, they, they didn't say they can give the exact reason, but um, that it didn't meet their their requirements or something like that. But what do you think happened there? I think it might've been like a mirror, like a, mirror. A, a certain kind of mirror, like a Gothic mirror I was selling. Um, okay. Do you think that picture of the mirror could have been found maybe as a listing photo on AliExpress or something? Um, oh, oh, for sure. Like okay. all, cause you know, I sold this on Amazon too. Yeah. Um, and all of our Amazon products, like, like those pictures ended up on, yeah. on, on AliExpress and Alibaba and stuff. Yeah. So that so would do it. That would do it unless you had marketed that mirror as like a wedding reception decor piece. Because for a wedding, ah. that's an event or occasion. You could have done that. But yeah. Yeah. See, that's that's where you just got to be careful. You got to know what the rules are so that you can work with them. Right? Interesting. Interesting. But yeah. So that that's something to keep in mind because like when you get popular on Etsy or Amazon, mm -hmm. I noticed that 
Alibaba and AliExpress, like a lot of the factories will just start copying the the images and stuff. So knowing that that's a, a danger, you know, could be something interesting to think of. Yeah. Now, yeah. Now, now I'm looking at, l- l- let me show you here. I, I'm like literally looking at, at baseball card images and stuff. Like what category would this fall under? The, I, I mean, they're not saying that this is a uh, wedding, uh, yeah. <laughs> a wedding uh, decor. Are these vintage by chance? Oh, vintage. Vintage. Yes. It yeah. says right here. It highlights vintage from 1990s. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah. I believe it's, I forget if it's 15 or 20 years or 25 years. It's one of those years. Um, it has to be that age. And then vintage. Uh, there you go. <laughs> I learned a new thing. So like, you know, I, I have some like, I think they're like 20 years old, like some Pokemon, old Pokemon collectibles from Japan. So technically I can, st- I have only been selling those on eBay. But yeah. now I can, you know, potentially sell some of these on on Etsy. Wow, fascinating! Yeah. All right, did did you have a chance to look at our one listing that we had uh, made? Oh, I did. I definitely did. You did. Yes. All right, hold on. Let me find it myself here. I haven't even looked at this listing in, in a long time. So let me let me share my screen so people can see our terrible. Or I'm assuming it's probably going to end up not being that great. Our our are listening. Hey, I'm on page one of coffin shelf. That's another thing I want to ask about is like ranking and things like that, because I'm like, I've got one of the coolest coffin shelves here. Um, but here is our Etsy listing guys. Yeah. Uh, it's under our, how cool is that store? That was the name of our, that that's what I sell, say on the podcast all the time. And and we've, we've got like, Hey, we, we've got 500 sales on, on, uh, yep. on Etsy, but, but tell me what, you know, like what was your impressions of this and what are we doing wrong here? And, and don't, you're not going to hurt my feelings. So don't worry. Yeah, I know I'm very direct. I don't hold back. But so the photos are actually good. Um, you had someone yeah. do these? Yeah, yeah. Like yeah. We, we actually did it in-house. Like we we had a photo, you know, like because at Helium 10, we, we have a photography team and stuff. So I, I I had them take some some images originally for Amazon. But then some of these, you know, correct me if I'm wrong, but like, like you'll notice this first image had this orange background. Like Amazon, it's required that you have the white background. But on Etsy, nobody uses white background for, for main image, right? not the good sellers, right? Okay. Yeah. With this, the the main problem is your SEO. Um, I mean, mm-hmm. this is not Etsy SEO. This is, you know, maybe on Amazon, this would do better. I'm not the Amazon expert, but mm-hmm. with Etsy, you really need to be looking and thinking about this. Like, what are people actually typing in? So mm-hmm. the person who's buying this, do they know that they want a coffin shelf? Or does this someone who's looking for a Gothic decor? You know what I mean? So you don't want to lead with coffin shelf. You want to lead with, I mean, it's your most valuable real estate in the fr- in the front of your title here. So you want to lead with the gothic decor. Now, who who else is buying this? Is this is this like Halloween decor? Is it? Um, clearly, I'm not the customer, right? But yeah. we no one's going to be typing in 14 by 7 inches. So that's, uh-huh, we uh-huh. don't want that in the title. Um, we could do something like shelf decor. Maybe they're just looking for a decor piece for their, you know, cute shelf or, you know, a knickknack or something for the console table, but no one's typing in 14 by seven. Okay. So um, the dashes are also breaking up your SEO. Um, if you took those out, you'd be found for nearly twice as much. Same with the commas. Wow. Um so yeah, it's much, much different on Etsy, what you need to do, but we can mm. literally, we could double your search results, like the, the number of visits and views, uh, if you updated the SEO. Okay. So offline or after this, I want you to, to give like, you know, I could probably take that and, and do something, I, but, but why don't you literally give me the title you think it should be? 
And then, you know, late, later on, I'm going to come back and, and say how, you know, what kind of differences it had. But, but let me know, uh, you know, what we what you think the title should be. And I'm going to change it to whatever you say. And and yeah. I'm sure I'm going to see more sales here. What else? No, uh, any other feedback? Yeah, the description. So description, your SEO really needs to be there as well. So that's something that's missing. Um, right. We really focus on high converting descriptions. I teach you how to do this in my program, but it's mm-hmm. we really want the description to be high converting. That means enough information, not too much. Uh, we don't if, if you confuse someone with your description, they're just going to bounce. They're not going to reach out to ask you a question. Most people on Etsy are shopping on their phones now. So especially for this type of product, um, they're probably on their phone. If it's not clear, um, you know, your description's not easy to read, then they'll move on. So um, the SEO is missing. That should be at the very top of the description, um, should be very consistent with your tags, your title. Um, and then things like shipping information should be in the description, um, breaking things up to make it more readable. Um, you're saying I should have shipping information in the, in the description because yeah, I, I don't think I do. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Turnaround yeah. time. Like, wait, where's this coming from? How, when can I expect to receive it? Ooh. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. I, I would imagine, you know, some people are like weary of like, Oh, is this going to come from China? No, it's coming from right. San Diego, California. So, so let people know that. Uh, is important. I should have thought of that. Yep. Yeah. And there's also huge opportunities to upsell them. So you have one size here, right? You have one size, you have a couple colors. Um, Now, since the black one sold out, I probably have have a, I have a bigger size too in another listing. So, so no, yeah, I do have a large uh, uh, coffin shelf. Wow. See, you okay. didn't even know that because I, I'm not, I, I'm not, I'm not saying that anywhere in this, yeah. in this listing. I, 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 I kept it separate. So, so maybe that's a thing. Like mm-hmm. I, I have this variation of black, pink, and purple, Yeah. but should I have kept the larger size in this variation family or kept that as a separate listing? Uh, absolutely. The larger size in here. Yeah, absolutely. Aha. Okay. Um, so you want, you want to be able to give them any any option for this within one listing. So it's too much work to lead them to another listing. It is. Um, also, you know, instead of saying sold out for black, what I would do is update it to black parentheses ships for one, you know, a month later, depending on when you can get it in. You, you don't want to um, limit yourself from getting sales. Oh my, on it. That, mm-hmm. That's my family. It's not sold out. I don't know why uh, the, 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 I keep what? telling them to, uh, I'm going to send them a message right now. Uh, yeah. I don't, I don't manage as much my, um, my, my family does it. So I'm going to send them a message right now. Why is the black sold out? Come on guys. <laughs> yeah. So there's a lot you can do here, but really, I mean, you know, even, even variations like a rush order fee where it's like, okay, you can pay an extra $15 and it'll ship next day. Otherwise you it's normal price and it ships a week later. You know, okay. you can do things like that. Um, so many opportunities to upsell with Etsy within listings. Yeah. All right. Excellent. Excellent. So, you know, Amazon sellers out there, what categories would you suggest? I mean, obviously home and kitchen, you know, like this kind of decor, like random niche things like this, or the other things we sell in our account is like egg trays and stuff like that. Yeah. But I, I, I'm, you know, one of our you know, few thousand Amazon sellers, listeners out there, and I'm selling in X category. Who would you suggest to like, at least start to take a look? Not that, not that Etsy would be a home run for every single person, but what are some categories where it's like, hey, you definitely should take a look at maybe Etsy might be for you. What are yeah. some categories where, nope, absolutely not. You know, you're selling iPhone case. Actually, iPhone cases actually would be, that is a popular thing on Etsy. But, you know, uh, electronics or something like that. Like, what are the categories that are yes, go and no go or and no go? Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah. So people on Etsy, they really want something unique, right? They're not, they're not just, they're, they're a different customer than the Amazon customer. They're really looking for something special, unique, really giftable items, personalized items. So if you have something, if you sell on Amazon and you have the ability to add a personalization to it, to add a name, to add a date, to add a monogram or a letter even, that would definitely be something that you'd want to have on Etsy. Um, if the, even if even if you have different color options, or they can upload a picture or a logo to something, and you could you could put it on that. Um, that would that should be on Etsy for sure. Now, if you're selling things that are kind of vanilla, I will I'll, I'll call it vanilla things that say you know a T-shirt that just says like live laugh love you know mm-hmm. <laughs> kind of vanilla things. I wouldn't really take your time to put that on Etsy. Uh, they want something more unique. Um, and it's really hard if you go into something super saturated, like just generic women's t-shirt and there's nothing special about your, your design. You don't have a strong track record. Um, it, I wouldn't even waste your time on that with Etsy. Okay. Okay. Um, what are some things that, uh, like some activities that might not be, or that might be banned on Etsy that are not common knowledge, like, you know, like maybe, you know, like, Hey, I'm not going to sell some drug related, you know, thing like that's common sense. But like, for example, some people don't realize that if you sell a product on Walmart nowadays, walmart.com, mm-hmm. you cannot fulfill it by Amazon. In other words, if mm-hmm. Walmart catches that you sent a, an item from FBA, you know, because of the mm-hmm. tracking number or, or cause it had Amazon on the box and they somehow intercept it, you know, and they know that you did that, you'll get banned. You're, you're Walmart. Like that, that, that's not common knowledge. Like, is there anything like that on Etsy? Like, Hey, you, you can't do this or you can't use Amazon's fulfillment or you can't like make a shirt and then you sell it from merch by Amazon or kind of Etsy doesn't care about those kind of things. So you do need to be careful with things like drop shipping. Now Mm -hmm. I, I work with a lot of Etsy sellers and some of them, they started their shop just by drop shipping and they're not selling something. um, So they're selling finished goods, but it's not considered a supply and it's not considered, you know, an item for like a wedding or event. So these are just like finished, you know, apparel that they had no impact on the design. So they were not involved in the design process at all. They're just drop shipping. Now you can't do that you have to have some hand in the design process. So you have to be okay. working with the manufacturer in some way. And a lot of people are just drop shipping things. Um, and mm-hmm. eventually you will get caught. Um, other things that you, that's, you know, it's more than a slap on the wrist. You can really get shut down pretty quickly for is Disney. Disney is like, mm-hmm. you know, there's so, if you type in Disney, you'll see thousands of listings, right? Just because other people are doing it though, it doesn't mean that you're safe. Um, it just means because even Disney, they have to go listing by listing and report that. Um, so it takes them, it's someone, you know, making who knows how much power is, is going through these listings and scrub, scrubbing them one by one. So just because you see listings still up doesn't mean that you would be safe to do that. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, just to, you know, people can see what you've done on Etsy, but just to, you know, people might consider you, well, sure, she's, she's successful. She's an expert, you know, on Etsy, but some of your students, like, you know, you don't have to mention names or what they sell. Um, if you can, great. But can you give some brief examples of, of some of the success stories from some of your students or people that you have in your network? Uh, so people can understand the potential of what they could do on Etsy. Yeah. So the people I work with, right. The people I work with are more, in the, in the, in the breed of, I want to quit my job and mm-hmm. I, I want to replace my income. Like I am so burned out. And a lot of them, you know, attorneys, doctors, nurses, 
dentists, hygienists, like people who are making good money, right? They're making good money, but they're super burned out and they can't just afford to quit their job because they're, <laughs> they're making too much. So really we are working and building up their Etsy income um, in tandem while they're working full time to fully replace that. And I would say for me, it's a win when they quit their jobs, <laughs> like their goals are my goals. So people who have done that, I would say, you have some students who've done that within six months of launching on Etsy. So it's definitely possible. It's not too saturated. Um, the ones who do it though are relentless, absolutely relentless. They have no quit and um, they're willing to do and make or sell what people want versus what they like. That's like the biggest difference is yeah, there's yeah. there's a whole breed of Etsy sellers who sell what they like. It's their yep, art, yep. right? It's, it's a passion project. The ones who who really are relentless have no quit and they're willing to sell anything that will sell. They they get to their goals much faster. Mm -hmm. Interesting, interesting. So you know, one one thing I you know I suggest to Amazon sellers or prospective uh, Amazon sellers is like, hey, you know, like three thousand, five thousand, six thousand, seven thousand dollars. Not everybody has that in order to start their own private label business be able to order a thousand units from a factory in China. So like, you know, a, a gateway drug almost is doing things with lower investment, be it merch by Amazon or Kindle books. But then I also say, hey, maybe you have something you can do on Etsy. You know, you don't you're, you're not mass producing, you know, something. So like, let's say there's somebody who's listening. Their eventual goal is to be a private label seller on Amazon. They mm -hmm. know they have to you know get some money together. What would be your suggestion to them if they're, they're just like, hey, I've only got you know, a couple hundred bucks to my name or not to my name, but a couple hundred bucks uh, of liquid that I can, I can deal with here. I'm totally fine with taking the long game. How can I take this couple hundred bucks, 500 bucks, 700 bucks or whatever, and start my own Etsy business? Like what would be their path? Yeah. So we want to go wide, not deep. Um, we really want to go wide, not deep. It, the first thing you sell or the first thing you list is it's not a guarantee that that's going to be what you become known for a year from now. Sure. So you want to have a good, um, mix to launch with. And you want to, I give you this, my students, this like 10 step opportunity checklist just to vet their idea. Cause when you're starting and you have like 500 bucks, you can't afford to make a bad bet. You can't. Um, so, you know, put out three, four, five things, um, that, are a sure bet that pass the test. And um, literally, you have to be willing to sell the first few at cost. Just get some sales under your belt. Um, people are, you know, they're so, uh, I don't know what it is, but they're holding on to that margin. <laughs> they, they really want to hold the margin and 50% margin, like right out the gate. And it's like, okay, it might take you three months longer to get your first five sales if you do that. Um, take the, take the hit. It's worth, it's worth it, right? Just sell it at cost, get a few going. Um, and then you can start to pull levers to scale, but we don't want to be having the strategy that you should have one year in on your first month. We shouldn't be doing mm -hmm. that. Yeah. Interesting. Interesting. Okay. Now, uh, talk to me a little bit about Amazon handmade. That's something I've never sold mm -hmm. on. Like are, is that, that's just a regular seller central account, right? It's not separate. Like merch by Amazon is, it's just your, your login is the same as like a regular Amazon seller and you've got access to advertising and things like that. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, access to advertising. Yeah. I mean, they definitely have been pushing the advertising, uh, we, uh, with Amazon handmade, I don't know I, about you, but I'm getting calls constantly from the account managers for this, um, hmm. trying to get ad money from me. Okay. Mm -hmm. And I, you know, I'm really happy with the revenue we've seen. So, um, 
I'm not really even wanting to spend on ads at this point, but Amazon Handmade. Now, my big hiccup with that, my big hangup, I should say, was the the return policy. So with Etsy, you set your own return, return policies. I did mm. not want to be dealing with returns of handmade things that are custom made to order. So sure. um, the account manager showed me this workaround where it's basically customized with some kind of writing or something um, where it's technically Amazon custom. You set it up under Amazon custom and then it's, you don't have to accept returns. So, so you're an Amazon custom and Amazon handmade at the same time. Exactly. Yes. Ah, um, and that's okay. the only, that's the biggest reason I was okay, let's do it. Um, so if you are on Etsy and you thinking about going on Amazon, I would start with things that are customized. Mm-hmm. Okay. And on Amazon handmade, I don't even know this, but like, are you fulfilling, is everybody in handmade fulfilling their own orders or you can also utilize FBA as well for that? You can utilize FBA, but then you have to accept returns. <laughs> so so ah, um, that's why, that's why I What do you it. do? I, I fulfill it. So it's just like an Etsy order. They come in okay. the same way. They go out the same way. Which, uh, where do you make more profit on? Well, so that was another thing, you know, your pricing on Amazon is supposed to be like the best pricing. Um, so I just make a slightly different product line for Amazon so that I can have uh, the same margin on both Amazon and Etsy. Because otherwise you'd probably make less on Amazon, like if yeah, you had the, it at the same price. Yeah, the fees are a little bit higher. Um, okay. A little bit higher. So, yep. So I just basically offset that by offering some higher price point items, just buffing up my margin a little bit more. Um, and that makes it worth it. And then how, um, what are, what are sales like on, you know, like, like on a similar product, you know, are, are you, is Etsy, you know, outselling Amazon two to one or what's the, what's the breakdown would you say? Oh my goodness. I mean, I've only been on Amazon for one year, so okay. it's probably 50 to one <laughs> Etsy wow. to Amazon. Okay. Yeah. Wow. And I only okay. put one product on Amazon, actually one, one of my product lines, um, just like two, three listings kept it at that. So I could kind of just use it as a playground and see how it works. Um, and I just, and I'm fine with that. Um, at this point, we're kind of drinking water from a fire hose with Etsy um, and the website. So we, you know, I keep the chaos to a manageable level. Okay, cool. Yeah. Now tell me about your your course that that you have. Like, you know, we, we at, at Helium 10, we have this uh, freedom ticket where it's called the freedom ticket program where, you know, we, we kind of like take everybody from the A to Z of how to sell on Amazon and go into the logistics and go into keyword research and SEO. Um, is yours more of like a coaching program or it's also like a a course uh, as well? Yeah. So, so I launched this back in August. Um, we have about 400 students, about 25% of those are doing the coaching with me and the rest are just doing the course itself. So this is a course you have lifetime access to. Um, it's really meant to take you from, you know, zero to multi six figure profit. Um, but about half of my students while they're starting from zero, the other half I work with, there are students who might have like 50 to 70,000 sales. They're doing over a million dollars in revenue. So it's quite the mix. Um, but yeah, there's the course and then there's the coaching option. Excellent. Excellent. And, and how do you juggle, you know, this, you know, like I know how it is when, when, you know, I've, I've always, or I, I've, you know, for the last few years, at least I've been selling online, but then I'm also, you know, helium 10 is my day job and stuff. And so sometimes it's hard to juggle both. Like, uh, do you have a team now that, that, that helps you on your Etsy side and fulfillment and some, uh, some things, I know your husband helps you out in some things as well, or how, yes. how does it work? How does that all this work for you? 
Yeah. So I have someone, she's actually a military spouse. She's amazing. Um, she comes in every day and she's working on orders and doing fulfillment. So she's really fully focused on that. Um, my husband is also helps in wherever he can, but he is full-time military active duty. Um, and then, you know, really for me, I, I am coaching all day long. I'm on calls on zoom all day long, helping people with their businesses. Um, and then still overseeing the Etsy side, um, still keeping, you know, the production and things going. Um, but I'm really fully focused now on, on helping other people build their businesses. Cool. Yeah. Cool. All right. So what we do on, on this show, um, is we ask our guests to give our 60 second tip, or it could be 30 second tip, uh, there, but what's some hard hitting, uh, strategy, uh, kind of like a, a cool hack or strategy or advice for people uh, selling on Etsy? Okay. So I would say that right now, the majority of people who are starting to sell on Etsy are really looking for passive income. And they go into this th wanting that passive income, the laptop lifestyle, right? Mm -hmm. Now, <laughs> the reason that most people fail is because that's not at all going to be your first 12 months, okay? Most people are not willing to put in the grind of what it really takes to get to that passive income. It actually takes a lot of active, active, uh, work up front. So if you are thinking about going onto Etsy, if don't do it because you want passive income, um, for that sole reason, do it because you're wanting to build a business that's, you know, high volume, um, you know, high revenue consistent for you, but be willing to work for it. Um, if you're not willing to put in the work, don't even bother because it'll dilute your efforts from maybe your Amazon business. Awesome. Awesome. All right. Now, if, if somebody's interested in, in reaching out to you, how can they find you on the interwebs? You, you mentioned YouTube. Let's definitely mention the, the podcast, your course, et cetera. Yes. Um, so you can find me on YouTube, um, just at Dylan Jarris. I think we're up to 20,000 subscribers now. Um, and then on Instagram at Dylan Jarris as well. Um, and then the podcast, how do you spell it just for, um, yes, Jarris, right. It took me a while to learn how to spell it too. Um, it's J A H R A U S and then Dylan, probably another one hard to spell D Y L A N like Bob Dylan. Um, so Dylan Jarris and, um, the podcast. Now my husband runs the podcast and I believe he even named the podcast. Um, I believe he named it million dollar Etsy seller. I believe that's what it is. Yep. I'm looking at it right now. Uh, let, let me uh, share my screen here. I just got on here. You even got a cool logo here. Perfect. Million dollar Etsy seller. Here's some of your recent, uh, episodes. Great. Excellent. He's, he's doing a great job. <laughs> so yeah. Yep. Awesome. So, um, yeah, I'd love to connect with you. Even if you have any questions like is, is Etsy right for me? Could I sell the same product on Etsy? Um, I could let you know. Yeah. Would the course be for somebody like me who's, who's already selling on Etsy or my family, like my family really took, took, took this over. Um, uh, my wife and kids are, are do doing most of it, but like, would we find benefit in taking your course? Like to kind of like, obviously we don't know what we're doing cause we just threw stuff together mm -hmm. or is this more for like brand new to Etsy, uh, sellers? No, about half of my students are doing really high volume. So 50 to 70,000 sales, been on Etsy for 10 plus years. You know, um, sometimes they've done over a million dollars yearly revenue. So it would definitely be for, for anyone who's really looking to level up both the revenue, the profit, um, and the consistency factor. Awesome. Awesome. All right. Now I, I forgot to ask this question, you know, like, so I'm asking this totally out of, out of order here, but if I am newer, yeah. what is the you know, like a 60 second kind of like product research strategy about like where to find the opportunity 
and the niche as like you said it's important that sometimes that we just don't go like oh well, this is what i'm passionate about sure there's gonna be people like that and they can have success but but if you're just like hey i i don't really have a passion but i want to go where the money is how mm -hmm. do i find those those gaps where i can make uh, uh you know decent yeah. gains on etsy yeah so there's two things i would say you know sometimes people are saying oh you should pay for ever be Marmalade, Sales Samurai, but you don't have to pay for it. You could really get all the information you need from the free version of E-Rank. Um, you just look at basically the ratio of supply and um, to, to the search results. So that tells you the level of competition relative to how many people are searching for that. Um, but I also okay. would note that if you are really wanting to become a market leader on Etsy, do not look to Etsy to see what the opportunity is because Etsy is one of the last places to pick up on trends. So look outside, look at Pinterest, look at influencers, look at big um, premium brands who are, you know, on, on the cutting edge of fashion and trends. Um, that's where I would look before looking on Etsy. Awesome. All right. Well, Dylan, thank you so much uh, for joining us, guys. Don't forget to subscribe to our podcast secrets of a million dollar Etsy seller. Um, you might see a familiar face in, in an upcoming um, episode there. So, so subscribe and then, and then wait for that, uh, podcast, but, uh, let, let's, uh, maybe reach out. You know, I like bringing people back once a year, you know, on the show. So, uh, what I'm, what I'm going to do is maybe, you know, maybe take your course myself and then next year let's connect. And then let's, let's show people, uh, how we've been able to level up my, uh, Etsy account from your training. So thank you, Dylan, for, for joining us. Awesome. Thank you.